MPI Paranormal Radio. The truth is to be found. An internet radio show dedicated to the open discussion of different paranormal topics by military paranormal investigations. Our aspiration is to research and discover the possibilities of scientific reasons to a field of study which many do not believe to be supported by facts. Military Paranormal Investigations is not affiliated to any branch of the military. We are a science-based paranormal research organization of active duty and retired military members, dependents, and or friends located out of Wichita Falls, Texas. Recorded or live, broadcasting with Shoutcast on multiple websites to get the maximum reach. Now, here are your hosts, members of the MPI team. Well, good evening. Welcome to Military Paranormal Investigations Radio. My name's Jeff. I'm Rob. And I'm Mike. First of all, we are not affiliated to any branch of the military. You can find us on militaryparanormal.com on our website. You can also find us there on our forum. We've got all our forum links back up and everything. Come join us. Hopefully have a good discussion with you. And don't forget, as always, you can find us on our Podbean, Military Paranormal Investigations Radio, or just Military Paranormal. And did you guys see that we got three more followers to us? I did see that. I'm liking this. We have a hobby, Lancey, 4CR, and someone that uh, liked us on one of our first podcasts is starting to follow us now, a DCR749. And we got a new one, a JDog131. Don't forget, you can email us at radio show at military paranormal if you want to give us any suggested topics to discuss, or if you want to maybe share your story with us, just send us an email and we can get you on the show sometime. You can also find us on Facebook at military paranormal, all one word, and Twitter, MPI underscore paranormal. You can find us on YouTube if you search for military paranormal, just one word. And if you go on there and like us, kind of slow and get some of those up on there till we kind of get our video going. But if you'll go on there and like us and help us get to 100 likes, we'll get our own URL. And then don't forget, as usual, if you have an iDevice, you can go search for us at the iTunes store under Military Paranormal Investigations. It'll pull us right up. And another thing I found out, I did a search on Military Paranormal Investigations podcast, and we're actually out on four different podcasting sites. So if you do a search on there, I guarantee you'll find us somewhere out there. There we go. What are we going to talk about tonight, guys? I think we well, talked about it last week. Yeah, I think I'm you and I, because we missed Jeff last week, and it wasn't the same. It really wasn't. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry I couldn't be there. But uh, you and I, we talked about your whole Crystal Skulls conspiracy, and that that turned out to be pretty interesting between us. Yeah, I think so. We had a comment or something, didn't we, that somebody wanted to hear us talk about? Talk- Matter of fact, I had a customer come in that listened to our podcast, and they're like, dude, you guys got to do something about the moon. I, I just want to know about the moon. I want to hear a show about the moon. So we decided to do the conspiracies about the moon. It seems like we're doing a lot of conspiracy theories of paranormal stuff, but uh, hey, it's something new. I figured it'd be right up your alley, Mike. Oh, yeah, I like it. You know, I'm really not prepared. I didn't do as much research, but I think I know enough to be dangerous, so hopefully we can <laughs> we can talk about it a little bit. All right, I'll, I'll throw my two cents in here and there, and I'm sure Jeff will throw in some kind of information. There you go. You'll have to keep us in check with your advanced skepticism. Trust me, I will. <laughs> now, I did pull up some uh, research topics, and I figured that we could probably do, like, the moon landing conspiracies and the dark side of the moon, why we only see one side, and then finally uh, Luna. Here we go. And, and I'm not talking about the Soviets' rockets that went to the moon. I'm talking about, you know, Luna, the alien base. The alien base on the moon. Where do you want to start? Well, like I said, let's go ahead and start with the moon landings. Most of the stuff starts with the Apollo missions. Right. 
going you, to the moon. There's a lot, a lot of people out there that think that we never, ever, ever went to the moon, which I think is totally asinine, personally. Well, because of the lighting on it or the flag waved or... The stuff. picture in the visor. And well, if I remember correctly, wasn't there actually a movie created called Capricorn One in the 70s that tried to say that we didn't land on the moon? I believe there was. And Hollywood do a whole movie production and have right. the background of the moon and everything like that and tried to film their own version of what... Uh, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin did. Well, right. and there was one of those movie actors. I should know this off the top of my head, but there was one of the movie uh, directors that actually came out later and said he was the one that helped them fake that kind of stuff. Faked it on the moon? Yeah. No, he helped them fake on Earth the landing of the moon. He helped them film all of these things, which, I, again, I think is totally asinine. We're, we're going to get into it later, but don't people realize there's ham radios out there? There's other third parties that weren't involved with NASA or the moon landing that listened to everything. I mean, I agree with you 100%. I mean, and I think we sincerely went to the moon. But, you know, again, the, the skeptics say that all this stuff could be faked, and, and I don't buy it. But to me, the, the biggest supporter, and we'll talk about it when we maybe get into Luna here in a little bit, but the biggest supporter of we didn't go to the moon is the fact of why haven't we gone back since 1972? Why don't we just stop all of a sudden? Why go to the space station floating in nowhere when you could have gone to the moon built a base on the moon, had resources and things like that. Why do we just all of a sudden stop studying the moon when we thought so hard to get there and spent billions and billions of dollars? So to me, that's the only real evidence of it. But again, I think it's going to fall more in line with our last segment of the show, and we'll wait till we get there. With the alien base you're talking yes. about? Okay. Yeah. Hey. Sure. I need to uh, change something. Capricorn 1 was actually about a Mars landing, not not a moon landing. So which one was the one about the Earth landing? Didn't they do something about the Earth landing? I'm not sure. I'll find out okay. while y'all are talking. Well, Mike's going to do most of the talking because he's the UFO. Well, you know, I don't really have, and I'll be honest with you, I don't really have much on the on the fake. And I think you actually, you and I talking about this before mm -hmm. the show, there was actually a guy that helped NASA come up with the reasons why certain photos are the way they are. Yeah, they actually, NASA, well... You got to go back to the beginnings with the Apollos before we even get into this guy. We got to talk about everything that happened with the Apollo missions and everything that happened on the moon before we can talk about what NASA did. Because in 1974, Bill Casing wrote a book. We never went to the moon. America's thirty billion dollar swindle. Right, and I actually watched a documentary last night about that on how he puts every little piece of footage that happened with Apollo 11 and everything that they did while getting there, landing there, being on the moon, he refutes everything in this book, everything. And I actually saw a documentary last night about it and NASA actually hired someone to come and to debunk everything that this book is claiming. And he takes everything from the spacecraft Apollo itself landing on the moon he talks about the simulation, how Buzz Aldrin had to eject on the one that was here on Earth. He had to eject from that one. So this guy's saying, well, if we couldn't even do it on Earth, how could we do it on the moon? Well, idiot, there's gravity on the Earth that's going to take that craft a different way than what it would on the moon. And then he talks about how the computers that were used throughout the entire Apollo mission was nothing more than a fancy calculator. How could we get there with a fancy calculator? Well, it told everything that was going on with this. Everything was done by numbers back then. That's why we had the scientists in mission control. But the person that they brought in, and I'll find this guy in a little bit while you're talking, but the person they brought in, everything that this Bill Casing said, this guy was able to 
refute everything. And it makes you think on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I just think that it's kind of like the new Earth is flat movement. I think that the not going to the moon was the the conspiracy behind that. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm a big alien guy and all that kind of stuff, and I, I believe in some weird stuff, but I just can't believe that we didn't go to the, the moon. I mean, you know, there's just... They're saying the whole reason that we say we went to the moon is because we were in that great space yeah, race. Yeah, we we just wanted to win. Oh, yeah, that's all we wanted to do. But And then that takes us back to why did all of a sudden we stop? Well, there's theories about that one as well because I mean, you know I, NASA says it's budget, but I mean that's what it ultimately boiled down to. And trying well, to get politicians, and there was actually you know certain politicians that fought. Granted, we haven't sent a manned mission to the moon, but we're still sending stuff to the moon. I mean, China, they're still sending stuff there. Well, yeah, and we just sent in like 2008 or 2009. We just sent a satellite that went and documented the backside of the moon. And you can go on Google Earth now and go to Google Moon. And yeah, Google Moon, I, I downloaded that to my computer because I wanted to see what it was all about. But yeah, you could see everything on the backside of the moon. It's, it took 1.8 million photos when it went up there. But again, my, my whole thing is, is why not go back? I mean, we were doing it then. You would think we'd have the technology to continue well, I, doing I, it safer, faster. I think we could do it now just as easy. And well, They're saying now some of the stuff I read was like 2020 because they're going to start on it like next year and it's going to take so many years, 14 years or something like that to mm-hmm. get back. But anyway, I guess, I mean, do you have anything else on the moon conspiracy? Well, there's there's a lot. I mean, I could go over every single piece that this guy said as far as Buzz Aldrin and uh, Neil Armstrong dancing on the moon, how they said it was actually filmed here on Earth and looks like they're going in slow motion and stuff. And then if you speed it up in real time, it's a normal walk. But the guy took the same spacesuit. Like I said, I'll find this guy's name. But he took the same spacesuit that they had back then, put another guy in it that was about the same weight and height as those two astronauts, and tried to mimic the weightlessness effect and then have us slow it down. They had him just, you know, hop along like hop along on the moon would be, and then they tried slowing it down. And it didn't show the same characteristics. You couldn't right. get the weightlessness. Right. You could try and pause yourself, well, but you could see like it pause. A couple hundred pounds, yeah. I think. So, I mean, you couldn't do that. But. No, there was no way to do that one. So he was able to say, well, there's nothing on that one. And then they were talking about how the lighting. You had the lighting coming from the moon, but the shadows were showing things going perpendicular. What they did is they made up an entire moon surface out in the middle of nowhere, pretty much. And they used just one source light, a very powerful light as the one source, and then took pictures of them on that side and... The shadows were perpendicular, too, because of all the different objects around the area, the rocks well, and stuff. And I'd read about that, too. I mean, you got to think about, you know, the light on the moon comes from the reflection of the Earth light. Yes. And then you also, if the, if the moon is around the Earth just right, it also picks up the, uh, you know, the moon has day and night. We'll talk about that in the mm-hmm. why is it always faces. But, you know, you're getting light from multiple angles. And, you're, you know, they're, they're, the moon's surface is nothing but a big reflective surface. Yep. That's all it is. So every light that you're getting from the sun, it's going to bounce off and reflect. And they're also saying that the shadows from the cameras that they had, the shadows on the astronauts, weren't the way this guy was saying it, that Buzz Aldrin had his back to the sun. So if his back was to the sun and that's the only place that we're getting light from, his whole front side should be dark. Why isn't it dark? Because of the reflective moon surface. Right. And that was also... Part of the reason why you don't see the stars, I'm not correct. Yeah. When you don't see the stars in the background, it's because the light from the surface is blind. That's like if you go to any major city. Go to any major city. Yeah, you can't see the stars. Do you see the stars in the city? Yeah. No. No. Not at all. I mean, this guy just tore apart everything, and then you had the flag waving. They're saying, 
well, there's no wind on the moon, so how can the flag wave? Well, if you look, the only time the flag is waving is when they're putting the flag together. Yeah. And he has his hand on the pole. That was an aluminum pole. Anytime you touch an aluminum pole, it's going to shake. And it was just a bar going straight across the top of the flag. So, yeah, you're going to get movement on the bottom of the flag. Well, and there is some gravity on the moon. There's no wind. But the other thing is, is when something's moving, it's got to stop somehow. So mm-hmm. when, they, when it's trying to wave, it can't stop unless it meets its own resistance. That's what I had read. You know what yes, I mean? exactly. So that's part of the reason why it did that. But So they had that conspiracy. And then the whole how both sides of the flag was always bright. How could both sides of the flag be bright if if the sun... It's a piece of cloth. You have a bright light coming in. It's shining through the cloth. And then it's also reflecting off the surface. Again. So that's yeah. that's how you get that. And then they're saying, okay, well, how about when the lunar module landed there? The dust. It didn't kick up dust. Well, they showed exactly how it was coming down with the computers and everything. And it was coming down by computers, automatic control. But then I want to say it was Bud Aldrin that was at the stick. He saw where they were supposed to be coming down. It wasn't a good thing. So what did he do? He fired the rockets a little bit, and you could actually see where he drifted away from where it was supposed to landed. So as they came down on a landing, they actually came down as a skidding landing. So it wouldn't have a blast underneath it because they didn't land straight down. They came down at an angle, kind of like skidded to a landing. And the other thing is, is one of the things that I had read was that it took them like two hours to get out of the craft to get on the moon. That was because they just did it in 19 hours, and so Mission Control didn't want them to go out there right then. They wanted to get them some rest. So what they did is they just popped the top up, and that's where you get the first pictures of the moon. They were, I want to say he just had his arms up to his chest out, and he just did 360s taking the first pictures of the moon. So that's why the two hours delay right. was because they wanted to get some rest. Right. Well, and that's what I'm going. I mean, by that point in time, any dust also would have settled. And you had, yes. And there are photos of the dust when it was flying mm-hmm. actually coming in. So, And the way that he was trying to say it is that he took his, uh, this guy, uh, Bill Casing, took his electric blower, leaf blower, and started blowing a rock pile. And he said, see, if you do this, you're going to get a big debris. It's going to make a crater and everything. Well, yeah, if you point it in one direction, but you got to remember that he didn't come down straight down in the direction. He came down, saw that that wasn't a good spot to land, so he fired his, his boosters a little bit, and it moved them, and they came down at a glide. So you're not going to get that. I mean, you got to shut stuff off because there was minimal gravity, so you're going to shut the boosters off as you come down for a touchdown. Right. That's the same thing that the... Chinese uh, satellite that landed there in 2008. Same thing that they did. I think theirs was 13. You're right. It was two, 2013 because 2014 is when the – sometime in that time. Because 2008 was when we sent the satellite up that took the pictures of the back. That's right. 2008 because I got my dates mixed up. But the Chinese satellite, I don't think it was like <coughs> Change 5 or Chain 5 or something like that. Shangji or something. Yeah, Shangji. It's spelled change, So, but I'm, 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 <laughs> I say change because it's spelled like change with a big – emphasis on the e but anyways they sent theirs out like you said in 2013 and 2015 is when that rover stopped sending pictures back because it ran out of power and stuff but the thing is still sitting up there and it landed the same way that ours did almost because it came down and then it shut off the boosters so you're not going to have a big blast pattern nowhere i think this guy's a complete idiot i really do i'll be i'll be straight up honest with you i didn't uh when we talked about the dark side of the moon, I didn't go into this one as much. So I don't mean to keep throwing it back on you as far as the moon conspiracies. No, I'll do the moon conspiracies if you want to take the dark side. And Jeff's just going to like, eh, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to. 
I'm going to look stuff up, and I'm going to yeah, throw he, my two cents in there when I can. That is correct. <laughs> Keep it a sin check over there. But do, any any other conspiracies on the moon landing? The moon rocks. How they said that we really didn't bring any moon rocks back. Well, there's like 340 pounds, I think. Exactly, I yeah. Moon rocks how how do we not bring moon rocks back? But, yeah. It's actually 838 pounds. 830. See, there's Jeff with a good that point. That 340, I think, was just Apollo... Or was that 340 kilograms? 380 kilograms. Okay, yeah. That's ah, what, see, yeah. that's what it is, 380 kilograms. Sorry, I read that wrong. That's what we got, Jeff. You know, I fully believe that we, we went to the moon. And I'll tell you, and this is part of my story, is as I worked part of the, I was stationed at Barksdale, part of it when I got back, but I was on leave, and then my friend that was there actually worked in part of the debris cleanup from when Columbia blew up. Oh. So I believe we're in space. I believe all of that. Well, I know we're in space. I mean, we're... The guy that was up there for 340 days. Man, did yeah. you see the pictures of him when he came off? No, they had to, like, but I carry him out. Well, he's been weightless and he's yeah, not used yeah. to Earth's gravity for almost a year. Yeah. That, that's crazy. Yeah. I, you know, I couldn't even imagine. But, I uh, mean, it'd probably be fun. I would, I wouldn't mind going up. Oh space. yeah, I'd I've always it. wanted to I'd go up in space. Hurry. I'd do it in a hurry just so I could bring back proof of UFOs. I'd, I'd, I'd get rid of the fines and the jail time. I don't care. Okay. Now, <laughs> the other thing about the moon landings. Oh, laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> the other things that, um, and this is going to get more into your area. I believe it was Apollo 11 on the way to the moon. They saw something outside the window. Right. And they thought it was the rocket, the, the third, S, yeah. second stage rocket. Yep. And they called back. Fourth to, stage, I thought, yeah. The last it was stage. The last stage. This is one of the stages. They thought it was the rocket. So they called back to Houston. They're like, no, that's like 6,000 nautical miles away from you. Right. And they're like, well, we can't be looking at this thing 6,000 miles away. Really? 6,000. So they just sat there and filmed it, and this thing stayed next to them for a good long time, and they have videos on it. You can search YouTube, and it looks like three rings, almost kind of like that movie Space Odyssey. You know how it had the rings and everything. It looks exactly like that from a distance, and it just stayed there with them. They didn't know what it was. Like I said, they thought it was the rocket stage to get them on S4B there. But B or something like that. Yeah. So there's also talk about how when Neil Armstrong, when he got off onto the moon and set his big one small step, small for step man. Yeah. for man, one giant leap for mankind. Well, they said when Buzz got off, then what they're saying is that communications was cut. For two minutes. And within that two minutes of communications, Neil Armstrong is saying that there are two crafts over in the horizon watching them arrive. Yep. That was actually caught on a ham radio. Yes. And multiple ham radio operators documented this. There's one that's in particular that's the one you see if you search the internet and everything. But NASA has no communication. No, that there's two minutes missing. Yes. During that time. So, But the ham radio's got this. And so if they saw something going to the moon... UFO, I'm, I'm going to say UFO because it was unidentified. So if they saw this UFO following them to the moon, and then as they're stepping onto the moon, they're watching them in the distance. Yeah. Okay. I, why wouldn't they want to watch us? You're right. It's a big step. We're this ant. If they got technology like that, we are this little itty-bitty ant that we are finally coming out of a hole for the first time. Why wouldn't you want to watch something like oh, that? Oh, yeah. Make see what we're doing. Exactly. Make sure we keep us in check. So did he see something? Quite possibly. But then you got other theories. Okay, we landed on the moon June or July of 69. I can't remember the exact date. Well, what were we doing military-wise for several years? When did Roswell happen? 1947. 
saying, you know that right off the top of your head. So since 47, we have been documenting with secret programs, Project Blue Book being the final one, documenting all this alien activity, all these UFOs, everything. We land June or July. When did we stop? We stopped going to the moon in 1972. 1972. Apollo 17. Mm-hmm. When did we stop saying, okay, we're not going to monitor UFOs anymore? 1969, December. December 1969. Right after we landed on the moon the first time. Exactly. Yep. So we have Neil Armstrong saying that he sees two objects watching us on the horizon. Mm-hmm. We have an object following them to the moon that they think is their rocket booster. You could put all this stuff together. You could have sort of a a timeline watching us up there, landing on the moon, doing our thing. They say the reason that we're not going back to the moon is because the aliens or the UFOs threatened us. Is one conspiracy. Yeah, I mean... In- but I don't. I don't think it was a threat. I think okay, we stopped monitoring them because, look, they're right there. Yeah, they're watching us. Yeah. There's another great movie, and I brought this up on the last show, with the whales. What movie? Star Trek. First Contact. Oh, First Contact. Yeah. Yeah, I brought up Star Trek, but yeah, the one with the the whales and everything. But yeah, now we got First Contact. What were they just doing? Monitoring us until we got warp drive engines. Right. Because we weren't significant enough. Yeah. We didn't go off. We didn't take that big step. Going to the moon, that's a big step for human race. Everyone knows this. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't an advanced civilization want to watch us do that? Well, yeah. And then we'll get into your theory that you brought in from last week about the advanced civilization. What if it's not the aliens? Yep. And then also... What if we, it's us? When we get into Luna. Yeah, we can get into Luna in a little bit. But what if it's actually, like you said last week, what if it's us watching us? Yep. I would want to see stuff like that. I would want to go back in the past and watch... A major event happened. Right. I would want to do that. Well, you know, and the theory on us watching us is that at some point in time, I mean, there's many different ones, but, you know, when we become sterile in the future, that's why they're coming back and mm-hmm. doing all these experiments. Mm-hmm. One of the theories is some cataclysmic event that we put ourselves into. Right. So if they're coming back to watch us to see when this event transpires, you know, so that they can monitor when we start getting off the beaten path. And right. So anyway, so yeah, why wouldn't we be there doing that? Just a just a little something something. What do you think about that, Jeff? Well, I was just sitting here thinking we talked about a lot of different conspiracy theories. We need to probably pick one or two and go through those in depth. The way you think? Well, next time? No, I or, mean right. Oh, now. right now. You want to do yeah. something right now? What, what, which what do you like? What do you mean? Well, I'm, what I'm getting at is you've talked about multiple conspiracy theories, but I thought we were going to try to talk specific. Well, and that's more what Luna. Right. That's well, what, our last one is more about the, you know, it's about the alien base, and that will get more into. That's the into, biggest conspiracy out there. And yeah, that gets more it. into why we quit going to the moon right. because they threatened us, and there's actually astronauts talking about it and yeah. and, and things like that. Okay. Um, I, I'd be more than happy to jump off on something. With, Heck yeah. I, you, you want to go to the next topic then? Dark side? That's fine. Well, well, you, before we do that, I mean. It won't. I don't think it'll take long. Do we want to explain to them why we only? I mean, mo- some people know and some people don't. Why we only see one side of the moon? Yeah, definitely. I mean, why is it a dark side? Right. It's well. It's not technically the dark side. It's, no, it's not. It's the far side. The far side of the moon. And, and basically, the moon makes. It takes twenty nine days for yep. the moon to go around the Earth, and it takes twenty nine days for the moon to make a revolution. Mm-hmm. So as it's revolving around the Earth. And spinning, mm-hmm. it spins at the same rate that we that we are that we have. So it, anyway, it's called a lunar tidal lock, is what it's called, if I'm not mistaken. So anyway, 
It just so happens that it, we're spinning and rotating at the same speed, and we always see the same spot, which is why on the far side of the moon, it's more beaten up is because it kind of faces out and doesn't have a lot of the protection of the Earth and the atmosphere of the Earth and things like that. So it's gotten more of the, the crater impacts. I don't think there's really a conspiracy behind that. I just wanted to, I mean, so there are some conspiracies, you know, that's why that gets into the whole Earth is flat and I, I'm, yeah. I'm not even going to that. But anyway, that's the main gist is why it spins at the same speed that it revolves and always has one side facing us. It used to not, but the Earth has slowed it down to the point to where that's what Exactly, yeah. So. The Earth has slowed it down quite a bit. And that's what they're saying is where the Earth is actually slowing the whole rotation of the moon down. So I'm, I'm ever so slightly. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's go to this dark side of the moon because for me, the only thing I really know about dark side of the moon is from Pink Floyd. Right. <laughs> um, so I'd Hello. be interested. <laughs> I would be interested to hear your guys' discussion of this dark side of the moon. Well, do we want to get started? We want to take a quick commercial break, real quick. We're about halfway through our show, aren't we? Yeah, let's go ahead and take right. a break. Let's let's do the break then. We'll be back in just about two or three minutes. part of a new online research team? Military Paranormal Investigations has openings in both areas. There are no requirements for experience, equipment, or even an advanced understanding of the paranormal, just a desire for the truth. MPI membership acceptance is primarily based on character and level of commitment to the organization. MPI is looking for dedicated individuals with certain personalities that are willing to investigate the paranormal with an open mind. We are not an outlet to investigate or experience the paranormal through the thrill of a ghost hunt. If you are truly interested in learning the ways to research and explain the paranormal with a professional team, then Military Paranormal Investigations is for you. MPI personnel use their individual experiences and knowledge from different backgrounds to help explain possible reasons for any claimed paranormal activity. We are skeptics dedicated to finding facts by eliminating or revealing any possible scientific explanations for such phenomena. For more information or to apply for membership, visit www.militaryparanormal.com or email us at contact.us at mpi-paranormal.com. The truth is to be found. Not available in all areas. For safety reasons, all applicants must be 16 years old. Paranormal study may cause heart attacks, scared to death, or hospital possession of one or other. MPI is not responsible for any injuries or discomfort caused by anything paranormal in order. Brought to you by Military Paranormal Investigations. No affiliation to any branch of military. And welcome back to Military Paranormal Investigations Radio. My name is Rob. I'm Mike. And I'm Jeff. 
just want to remind you guys, don't forget, wherever you're listening at, you can find us on Podbean. Go down there and subscribe to us, and don't forget to check out our website at militaryparanormal.com. And like we've been saying the entire time, if you want to be on the show or you got a subject, go ahead and send us an email at radioshow at militaryparanormal.com. And, and, you know, guys, don't be afraid to do that. Step out of your comfort zone and let us know. We would enjoy having your feedback. We get we actually get emails to our show and some comments on it, and we enjoy having that feedback a little bit. So go ahead and send us something. Let us know of a topic you want to hear. This tonight's show is, is one of those mm-hmm. comments. And then uh, we've also made some improvements from suggestions. We'd love to hear from you. Before we went into commercial, we were just doing the whole conspiracy theories of the moon, and we kind of, you and I started going back and forth, and, of course, we just lost all track of time again. (laughs) So now we want to go into our next topic, which is more of your speed, the dark side of the moon. And I'll say, I talked about this earlier. I'm going to say this right now. This is what brings all this into light to me. Okay. And uh, we kind of talked about it on the break there for a minute. But in 1969, look at where technology stood for us as humans. Mm-hmm. My iPhone is a thousand times more powerful than the computers on the... Well, yeah, the computers back then was just a simple calculator. Yeah, I mean, That's all it, it was. We managed to put a man into space, put a man on the moon, put more than one man, put cars, might as well say, you vehicles on the moon. We managed to, to go there and do this sort of stuff. And, and we're then, still putting stuff on the moon. Still to this yeah. day, we're putting stuff on the moon. And, uh, you know, when now other countries are doing it, mm-hmm. I mean, we know we've teamed up. During the space race, it was the Cold War and the space right. race. And we were trying, now we're teamed up with, I mean, our, our astronaut today landed, which was pretty good timing for our show, I guess. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, uh, you know, he landed in well, a, a former Soviet country or whatever. And then, I mean, that's who welcomed him back was the Russian space agency. All of these technological events happened. And then less than three years. 72. After we went to the moon, we just stopped. I think the last one was what, Apollo 17? Apollo 17. And I, mm-hmm. think, and I can't remember the date. I had it written down August, I think. But we just stopped going to the moon. It, to me, it doesn't make sense. I mean, we spent millions of dollars, all these resources, lost human lives, mm-hmm. did all of these things. You know, and there's lots of people out there that say, you know, and Jeff, you mentioned it in a break, you know, you had just the race to beat the Russians. Then you had the Vietnam War was coming up. Mm -hmm. You had all of these things. I mean, the Vietnam War was costly, you know, in lives and and money and all of those things. But I can't imagine that, you know, we made all these accomplishments and we're not going to go to the moon anymore because it costs too much. When we just stopped short of sending up there and digging up some rocks and taking some pictures. I mean, we did experiments and things like that. But. Yeah, and yes, it did cost a lot of money, but you got to remember what we were using. We were using solid fuel, and we didn't have the resources that we have now for the solid fuel. Mm-hmm. We didn't have the technologies to make it like back then. So, yeah, in that aspect, I could see where it would be costly to do that. Why was it so political? I mean, that's what I keep reading on it is basically, you know, Congress was shutting down funding and all of these sorts of things. At that point in time, when we were true, and I forget which Apollo mission it was that blew up on the launch pad. Uh, I, for, I don't remember the number. I, right, I want it. I want to say it was twelve, wasn't it? Was it Apollo twelve? Because thirteen went up. Yeah, it was Apollo twelve. Apollo twelve had to have been the one because that's it. And it wasn't. It did blow up on the launch pad. They were testing. They were testing it and the capsule and everything, and something got loose inside and it blew from the inside out. A fire caught in and they couldn't get the hatch open, which is why they developed the hatch that you can get from the outside, not just you can do it from the inside, not just the outside. But when when you look at it in terms of experimental aircraft, all these things have happened and how much loss of life that's occurred in mm-hmm. other things, it wasn't tremendous. I, I know that sounds bad, me saying that, because it, one is a lot, but I, I just don't understand why. I guess the big thing that drives it to me is this base called Luna. 
Is this what does it now? Luna, for those that you don't know, it is the term given to the alien base on the dark side of the moon. Mm-hmm. There are some theories that say it's a joint human alien base. There are actually some astronauts that have alluded to the fact that it is a hostile alien race base on the on the back side of the moon. I mean, is that the reason why? You know, but I want to I'm going to play devil's advocate here. For a minute, I guess my thought is, is what would we get out of going to the moon? I mean, we've landed on the moon. We've put people on the moon. What more could we get from the moon that would benefit us? Resources. I, and there was, there's a chemical, and one of you that's on your computer, there's a, there is a chemical on the moon that makes it easy to derive the solid fuel from. I think I do remember reading something about that. And that's what they say the purpose of this base is, is it's a mining operation for the aliens, that this base is a big mining operation. Now, I'm not saying I buy off on, on that yet, but right. but to me, here's what you could get from the, uh, the moon. Near weightlessness, no atmosphere to alter images. Would it not be more efficient to have a large telescope? I don't know if you've ever seen any of the videos on building Hubble and all the stuff that went wrong with building Hubble. The lens was bad. Right. If you remember all of that right. stuff, uh-huh. uh, well, we're dating a- ourselves. But you have all of these technologies. So if you can take a vehicle to the moon, and now you have somewhat a little bit of gravity, but you know you have something there, a structure. You have a way to you know more easily build things. Right. So you know you can study that. You can study the effects of. Of all of these, uh, I mean, you can do the same thing in space. I get that, but you're on a moving spacecraft that has limited supplies and limited things. Where you know, we built a space station that people can live on for a year at the time, and of course, we send up supplies and things right. like that. But if we had a large base on the moon that could use the minerals and resources there to develop their own sources of supply and things so you're like saying that. like making an outpost or something. Exactly, you would be able to study space so much better. And you would have a little bit of gravity there that wouldn't be artificial. It would actually be gravity. I can see that point. To me, that's the benefit you gain to it. I mean, the scientific benefit would be tremendous over what we would gain from being inside a capsule with little bitty portholes to look out of and cameras to see out of. So have it like a little outpost and then also have like a, a launch pad to where you could probably launch other missions to Mars or something. Right. I mean, you know, you've got a stepping stone to go further and to go further. And that's the thing. We want to practice on stuff on Mars. I mean, we have the moon tremendously closer. It only takes, what, three days to get to the moon yeah, versus three days. eight, nine months to right. go to Mars. And I do know Mars is our, our next stepping stone, or it, at it, least it used to be. Well, and actually the article I read said, hey, we can, we, that we can put a base on the moon by 2020. And that's one of the things that's being trying to be established at this point in time you've seen all these things like the oh man the um cell phone guy the music oh virgin yeah you know uh, richard Verizon, uh where, where they're you know they're developing space flights for commercial use oh, and things like yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. but okay. nobody talks about going to the moon i mean have you ever thought about that nobody ever mentions going to the moon anymore well that's, richard branson branson there you go well that's like what jeff just mentioned we've already been to the moon why yeah. do we need to but, but even from a though, commercial application, I mean, I mean, you know what I'm saying? What's the commercial application on that one? Why are people paying millions of dollars to go into space on a, on a rocket that just goes up into the atmosphere? You know what I'm saying? So if you're saying come up with something commercial-wise to where you go to the moon and have people pay to go to the moon. Well, and, and, and I'm not saying to do that even. I'm just saying we talk about people, we're going to send somebody to space. we got people signing up to go to Mars. we got people doing this. But nobody even mentions going to the moon. It's just like a dead topic. Now, for... People like me, people like you, I, w- I would love to go to the moon. Oh, yeah. Love to go to the moon. 
I'd love to go to Mars. I mean, I'd love to go into space. It, I yeah. mean, but we can sit, we're debating it right now. True. But why is the scientific community, these same people like Virgin Atlantic and all these things, Red Bull, all these people that do this stuff, nobody ever mentions anything about the moon anymore? Maybe they're taking stepping stones we, to we, it. We found out that it's not a big dead rock like we thought. No. Well, it has still it has the ice caps on the north and south hemisphere of it. And they think that there's subsurface things that still occur there where they used to think it was just a dead rock. Well, I know with the last with the last China mission, they actually had a seismograph robot taking the data what was underneath the crust. Mm-hmm. But they haven't released any of that stuff. And true, it might be cheaper to send a robot. Maybe that's something. Well, why we've been sending robots right now? Believe but it or not, why not send people back? That's my whole thing. Why? Why just stop? Because we could debate this all night. We could debate this all night. And the the thing is, the cost of human life. Yeah, that's the biggest thing: the cost of human life. But we send them into space every year. Yes, we do. We put them on a rocket that if it gets punctured by a meteor, it's over. They have to land. They have to come back. They have to do this. Every time they want to go up for 13, 14 days, the risk is greater than sending somebody to the moon for a year. I can see your point on that one. But we just quit talking about it. I mean, the moon just... Because we keep sending the artificial stuff there. And I I know where you're going. I mean, I'm just saying, but why did it just... Maybe because it's cheaper. But I mean, all the stuff that we send at the moon now, we do controlled crash landings. Why are we constantly sending resources to the moon to crash them into the moon? Why? I have no idea. <laughs> Could it be because of what you're talking about? That there is some sort of base on... Well, see, and that's more... I know y'all think I'm an alien nut, but my theory on Luna is it's more likely to be a human installation. Now, there are people out there, and, I, and there's, if you go search YouTube right now... So you're saying that we already of, have a base, a human base, already right. on the mark. That, that's what, that's what, I mean, think about this. I mean, we're all military guys. We've been around the plane stuff. SR-71 was at 1964. Mm-hmm. 1960s, you know, it was flying in the 60s. We didn't have microwave ovens in the 60s. <laughs> are you following me? So we have a plane that can do all of this stuff. You know, the F-16 was developed in the 60s and mm-hmm. flies to this day. Why don't we have the technology to fly in and out of the atmosphere on a normal aircraft? Now, if you go look, there are people on YouTube, they just they film the moon all the time. They have, you know, daytime when it's out in daytime, when mm-hmm. you know, nighttime. There are hundreds of videos out there on YouTube of what look like satellites or capsules or modules with boosters on them with fuel and well, things like that that are flying around the moon. So are some of these things that people keep seeing of these lights they go in and all this kind of stuff actually man-made items? Well, I'm going to say yes on that one. Look at the very first two things in 1959 that were sent to the moon. Russia did it. You want to know what it was called? Luna 2. Yeah. Everything that the USSR sent, it's called Luna. Mm-hmm. So they sent the very first thing was the satellite. The second thing was the third stage rocket that sent Luna 2. And then we sent something up there in 1962. It took us how many years before we sent something up there? And they sent it in 59. Mm-hmm. And we didn't send it until 62. Why did it take us that long? Do you have a theory? No, I don't. That's why I'm asking <laughs> you. I'm asking you. Well, but, and, and that's what, you know, maybe the space race wasn't won by us. Does that make sense? I mean, I it, know I'm getting way out there, but. But everything that we sent out there was intentionally crashed. Mm-hmm. 
Luna 9 was the very first thing that landed on the moon that wasn't crashed. What year was that? 1966 was the very first thing. Once again, Luna. Mm-hmm. The Soviets had Luna. So do we have a base up there? Because the capsules that they send, especially this one right here, how do we know Luna 9 wasn't a manned mission? How do we know that we actually were the first ones to walk on the moon? Right. Then that's where I was going with that. The, the I guess the interesting thing is is we've been looking at the moon in close-up images since Copernicus. You know what I mean? We, we've been mm-hmm. way, way back when. So if you wanted to put something there, where would you put it that you didn't want the people to know about? Far side. I'm going to get Jeff to break out and some pink floating in here. <laughs> it wasn't until Surveyor 1 that we actually landed something on the moon. Landed something, 1966. And then it took us three years to get the information back from Surveyor. And here's my thought on this. If we're dropping stuff into the moon, mm-hmm. just letting it crash there, are we doing that to see what happens? Well, to see with our telescopes if something comes over to check and see what the heck just hit the moon. Are you following me? Yeah, I think with the first couple of ones, we probably did that because they're all intentionally crashed and then crashed. Now, granted, we had some satellites that were taking the images of around the moon and mapping the moon for us before we landed Surveyor 1 on the moon so that Surveyor 1 could take the horizontal. Yeah, if you look up from above, you can get a topographical map of what it's like. But not until you actually land something on there will you actually see a horizontal view of what it's actually going to be, how right. deep the craters are and stuff like that. Or if, for example, I mean, if you can go right now and you can look up the base, and there's images on Google Images and all these things of these bases and things, which I you can tell to me are obviously. Well, the one that we pulled up earlier that I showed Jeff that yeah. everyone was saying was the base. But if you had something yeah, you that you see. thought, hey, maybe... This is something. Would you not want to land something there and then take a picture at it from the side? But it was the exact same thing. It was the exact same rock formation, everything. And you could see where they just put like little buildings in there and like a runway. Right. I mean, there are some images that I found that aren't enhanced, but to me, they still look, I don't know if you'd call it camouflage. They still look like moon surface. Well, I know there was one, and I was watching a video doing this research last night. There was one guy that got the Google Earth. And he was saying that there's buildings and pyramids. Pyramids. Well, there on is the moon. one that's pretty questionable. Uh, yeah. But he was saying there's also lights going on and off in these buildings. Mm-hmm. And what he would do is he would show you the timeline with Google Earth, and you could take your meter and do a timing lapse, and you would see shiny objects, non shining objects, shining objects, non shining objects, back and forth. But then I'm looking, we have 82 things left on the moon. Right, and the and the sun is exactly moving and the yes and the earth is moving yes. and the moon is moving and so so yeah I mean I can see where you can scientifically say this could possibly be something else. Now the ones that get me though are the ones that look like and there's one taken from the moon surface from the Chinese mm-hmm. satellite. It looks like a vent like gassing out. Yes, have you seen that one? Yes, I did see that one. Uh, for listeners, it's hard for us to see, and I really wish we had this on video because I've got like pictures all over my computer of this stuff. <laughs> but there are things like towers that are sticking up. The thing that makes me think that they can't be real as far as that goes, I mean, these things are enormous. Like there's one of the towers they show that's 11 miles high. Now that I haven't seen. I mean, come on, really? I mean, that's massive. Now, if it were an alien race that maybe had... So you're saying it's 11 miles high? High. It's like two miles in diameter and 11 miles high. It's this huge tower that supposedly comes up. Yeah, it's it, that's a ridiculous thing that I think, too. And that's on the dark side of the moon? Yes. So, But you said they're 11 miles high. How do they know that? 
I guess from doing photo analysis of, you know, the structures and geometric. But if it, I know where you're going. And some of these structures, like the one I was telling you guys about before the show, there's a dish there that it's a satellite dish. It's like two miles in diameter. Right. It's what it looks like. And it looks like a cell phone antenna, you know, like a, a gusseted antenna is what the base looks like. And it's this two mile wide dish that's sitting on top of it is what they say. And they say that the reason it kind of sticks up looking like that is that meteor impact, the meteor that hit that compacted the crust and made this bowl shape. And then as all the other thousands of meteors hit around it, it blew out the dirt from under it and it just left this bowl shapes in there. I don't really buy that. That's a theory that's way out there. I mean, even the scientists, I think, got crazy on. To me, if they were hitting all around it, this thing would have crumbled up and blown away just like the rest of the dirt. But a two-mile-wide dish, satellite dish, is what it looks like. It's even got like a protrusion sticking up like a satellite dish would have, like an arm that sticks out. There's actually a good video on Netflix that talks about the dark side of the moon conspiracies and the bases and things like that. Some of those things are kind of far-fetched in these buildings, and they outline them with blue and yellow and things like that. And I, to me, you're seriously encroaching on Periodola where your your mind is wanting you to see something. And then somebody sees something, oh, and then they outline it in blue. And then they show you, oh, look, this is a building. And then you see it because, I mean, somebody's right. already suggested it to you. Right. And some of it's real. Like, they got this one. It's like a bridge. It looks like an inchworm. They're calling it a bridge. And I'm like, really? I mean, that to me, we see stuff like that in the deserts in Utah and things like that. That stuff could happen, and I believe that. Again, my whole theory goes is if there is a alien base, I, I think it's more of a maybe even a joint base because, again, there's videos out there showing. And this stuff could be faked, too. I mean, nobody, you know, I, I don't have the resources to go through thousands of YouTube videos and see this. But some of the stuff I see appears to be from real amateurs, and they're showing this thing, and they're showing these craft that fly into the moon. But when they zoom in on these things, they look like, Spacecraft. I mean, they look right. like man-made spacecraft objects and, and rocket boosters and things like that. So that's my theory on the dark side of the moon. Now, I will tell you this, and before I keep going on that, there's an astronaut named uh, Edgar Mitchell. Now, he's a little out there. He's a smart, intelligent man. He just died in, in February of this year, as a matter of fact. He was an astronaut. He was on a bunch of the Apollo missions. forget which one it actually went to. He actually landed on the moon with. He basically says that aliens are real. They've contacted humans several times, and the governments keep hiding the truth. I mean, this is straight in his words during, during interviews. He talks about it's been real since Roswell. That's the first thing that actually happened that did that. He says that White Sands in New Mexico was our atomic testing ground, and that's when the aliens came and started wanting to know what the heck we were doing is because we were blowing up these nuclear things. What was this guy's name? Edgar Mitchell. He was an astronaut. I had a question I wanted to go back and ask you. You'd been talking about all of the different theories and everything else. What is your true thought as to why we aren't going to the moon anymore? I fully believe that there is life out there besides us. Right. I don't know if I really, what my mind tells me when I, when I really research into this stuff and really dwell off into it. It goes against my better judgment and says that, yeah, we've probably been contacted. We talked about as paranormal investigators like ghost hunting. We, If I just have a noise on an audio, but then I also have a video of it, then I have to make a picture, then I have an instrument that does this. Right. Well, that's the same thing with this alien stuff. You know, you had the Roswell stuff, and it was – man, it was – if you think about Roswell, it was screwed up from the beginning. I mean, the Army released statements. It was aliens. And then all of a sudden they redacted them all and all of these things going on. And then you have people coming out and saying, no, I was there. There was a body. There was this. Yeah, I, I believe that that is – it can be true. Right. 
they don't come out always and say it straight up. There's, there's actually a term, it was kind of a joking term that some people have said is kind of the code word, but it's actually been caught on tape where some of the astronauts say, and there's one in particular, and I'll have to find out who it is, that says, Apparently, the code word for a UFO was Santa Claus. And one Santa of, Claus, yes. One of them I, I says, Santa that. Claus is real, gentlemen. When, um, it was when they went on the backside of the moon and they lost communications, yep. and it came, and back, he came around. back around. And he says, I'm here to tell you so Santa said, Claus is real. So if we think about starting at Roswell, which is when a lot of people think that this happened. I, again, I'm an ancient alien theorist, but there was a lag in a lot of serious stuff that happened there. But anyway, you have... All of these things going on. You have the nuclear explosions. You have multiple astronauts, multiple astronauts. I mean, all the way up to, I mean, even today, Story Musgrave, which I think is a brilliant, brilliant man. He's, a, I mean, I think he's a little out there sometimes, mm-hmm. but, but he's a brilliant man. But he'll tell you, yeah, there's life. I believe there's life out there. I mean, we're stupid to be to think that there yeah, isn't. That we're the only ones in the universe. Right, but the way that he just kind of, I mean, he's kind of like us sitting here. He's like, you know, da 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 da. He talks about this, but he also tells you that he's been. He's been on the capsule looking out the window. He sees something, and it was a UFO. Now, again, UFO is not a bad – it's not an alien. It's a UFO, unidentified flying object. Right. But this man is smarter than three people on average together. He is trained. He knows what all of his equipment looks like. He probably knows the history of all of the space stuff together. He looks out the window and sees a rope-like creature thing flying by and says – got to be a ufo and he's like okay that's what it is that makes me think if there's aliens he obviously knew before he went because i can't believe they wouldn't debrief an astronaut that they're going to possibly run into this right so he's just like it's no big deal yeah it's just the aliens that's the way i see it i mean that's not how he says it but all of these astronauts there was one called donald slayton and when he was training before like 1950 uh or something like that he was flying like a p-51 mustang and and he actually saw objects, and he reported this, that he saw these objects. It looked like a saucer or a disc, and it was way out flying him. There's another one here, Robert White, uh, who's a major. He reported a UFO during his 58-mile high flight of an X-15. He says, I have no idea what it could be. It was grayish in color and about 30 to 40 feet away. He says, there are things out there. There absolutely is. And then this one on May 11th, 1962, NASA pilot Joseph Walker said that one of his tasks was to detect UFOs during his X-15 flights. He had filmed five or six UFOs during his record-breaking 50-mile high flight on April 1962. It's the second time he had filmed UFOs in flight. During a lecture at the Second National Conference on the Peaceful Uses of Space Research, he said, I don't feel like speculating about them. All I know is what appeared on the film, which was developed after the flight. Huh. Now... During when you were doing all your research and everything, I happened to look up that Edgar Mitchell, uh-huh. and he was actually the sixth man to walk on the moon. Mm-hmm. So he did his Apollo. I want to say it was Apollo fourteen. Oh, that's why I was thinking it was fourteen. Yeah, he was on. A, yeah, he was on Apollo fourteen. Also, I said Apollo twelve was the one that blew. No, it wasn't Apollo twelve. The one that I was thinking of that caught fire. They actually renamed that Apollo one. Okay. And the backup crew of Apollo 1 was actually the first manned Apollo mission in 1968. Okay. The so, one that went to the moon or circled it, right? Was circled it, right. The one that circled the moon was in 1968, and they were actually the backup crew for Apollo 1. Apollo 1 is the one that had the accident inside the capsule. So Apollo 12 actually did land on the moon as well. So I was completely wrong on that. This one is a... Um 
Eugene Cernan, he was the commander of Apollo 17. Mm-hmm. He said that he, in a Los Angeles Times article in 73, he said, I've been asked about UFOs, and I said publicly I thought they were somebody else or some other civilization. There's another one. This is what you talked about, James Lovell and Frank Borman. This was in December 65. It was a 14-day flight, and he thought that they saw the final stage of their rock, of Titan booster rocket. No, that I don't think it was that this one. This was Gemini 7. Yeah, Gemini 7 did that as well, but the one that I was talking about was the one on the way to the moon. Apollo Apollo 11 saw the same thing, Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong. This one was Lovell and uh, and Borman, and Lovell says, bogey at 10 o'clock high. And Capcom says, this is Houston, say, say again, 7. Said, we have a bogey at 10 o'clock high. Gemini 7, is that the booster or is an actual sighting? We have several actual sightings. Estimated distance or size, and then he says, we also have the booster in sight. So he sees the booster, and then they have several other objects around Mm -hmm. their craft. And then here's the ham radio transmission, that I did get a copy of that one. It was Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. He says, NASA says, what's there? Mission Control calling Apollo 11. And Apollo 11 says, this was according to the ham radio transmission. Right. These babies are huge, sir. Enormous. Oh, my God. You wouldn't believe it. I'm telling you there are other spacecraft out there. Lined up on the far side of the crater edge. They're on the moon watching us. Right. And that was from an actual ham radio that, like they said, there's other third parties that were watching us go to the moon. Right. And listening to all the transmissions. So, yeah, I, I wholeheartedly that, believe. That statement was according to former NASA employee, employee Otto Binder. Mm. He says that unnamed radio hams with their own VHF receiving facilities that bypass Natchez broadcasting outlets picked up that exchange. But it was multiple hams, and I've read that before, and I've actually read some books that, that were the hams themselves claimed to be the ones that reported that. Now, later on, supposedly, again, I don't have anything to back this up, a professor who wished to remain anonymous was engaged with discussion with Neil Armstrong during a, Na- a NASA symposium. The press says, what really happened out there with Apollo 11? Armstrong says, it was incredible. Of course, we had always known there was a possibility. The fact is, we were warned off. And that's the part that I was talking about where they were warned off, and that's when we stopped doing Project Blue Book as well. It says, there was never any question then of a space station or moon city. How do you mean warned off? I can't go into details except to say their ships were far superior to ours in both size and technology. Boy, they were big and menacing. No, there is no question of a space station. But NASA had other missions after 11. Naturally, NASA was committed at that time and couldn't risk panic on Earth, but it was really a quick scoop and back again. That's what I read, too, as well, and that's when, in 1972, the last one went. And then, according to this Dr. Vladimir Azaha, Armstrong relayed the message to Mission Control that two large mysterious objects were watching them after having landed near the moon module. But this message was never heard by the public because NASA censored it. According to the... This other doctor, Buzz Aldrin, took color movie film of the UFOs from inside the module and continued filming them after he and Armstrong went outside. Armstrong confirmed that the story was true but refused to go into further detail beyond admitting the CIA was behind the cover-up. I've seen news clippings of him talking and then changing the subject, saying, oh, yeah, and then changing the subject. And then, anyway, there's I've got eight pages well, here of this stuff. And it's, you're talking about the CIA being involved. I also watched uh, another YouTube video that they did with this supposedly ex-CIA officer who was also Air Force at the time when he first came in, talking about Project Blue Book, talking about how there are aliens. I mean, he he talked about everything. Mm -hmm. The whole Roswell situation, Project Blue Book, 
why we stopped doing that one. How Nixon and Eisenhower, how they were the ones that were pushing to make sure that things didn't get out into the public. I mean, he just went and put it all on the line because he was dying. Right. What did he have to lose? See, he's not the only one that's done that. There have been multiple. And this before... Um... Doing all right over there? <laughs> well, as you guys have been talking, I've just been... My wheels have been spinning. Mike, you had made the comment about, you know, we've been warned about landing on the moon and things like that. I guess my thought is, is if we've been warned... Why are we still involved in the International Space Station? Why are we still involved with going to Mars and beyond? Well, I mean, I think, and, and let's say there is an alien base. Maybe we're just told, don't come here. But, but I, I guess my thought is, is why would it be just there? Could well, it? well that's a good question. But on that same note, we go to the space station where we have one unit. An international space station. Right. Okay, now keep this in mind. During the Cold War, it was everybody for themselves. We're going to do this. Right. And then when was the space station? It started in what, the early 80s? Yeah, early 80s. And then we sent it up and we did all, you know, I remember seeing models being able to yep, buy models I remember, at Kmart of yep, the space station. Yep, I remember that too. Um, but anyway, all of this stuff, all of a sudden we just came together as a scientific community and we sent up one international space station. Could we not have one place that we're allowed to go so that we can maybe further our advancement of space, our understanding of space, but that's really it. And now whenever we talk about going to Mars and all these things, and I mean, we're still, we're still dozens of years away. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess it's the skeptic in me. I just, well, see, and, and I have that same, and I'll tell you, Jeff, I, the skeptic in me comes out and says, there's just no way. But then I read this stuff, and, and again, I know some of it's bull crap. I mean, just straight up. But I read this stuff, and then I read these things. Why, When I actually see an astronaut like Aldrin or, or Story Musgrave on TV talking about this or stuff. Or Mitchell. he's yeah. the Mitchell was the big UFOologist. Yeah. That he, was, well, I mean, I've read some of his stuff. He's a little throwed off. I really believe that. But at the same time, we think that about all of them. Okay. You know what I mean? Because it's not the norm. We can't think that they're normal if they're really talking about this. So I try to open my mind a little and think about that. I just, all these pieces, I just keep reading them in all these pieces. And that's why, I mean, we could get into Roswell and go over the conspiracies of that for days. I mean, we would be beating a dead horse right. since, you know, yeah, for the last been, 50 years, yeah. which I've been to the Roswell Museum. I mean, it's pretty neat, but it, I mean, it's not worth the not yeah. hour drive to. It's a but, tourist trap. But uh, <laughs> that's but, what that is. But it's got some neat documents and stuff in there that appear to be official government documents that these people have obtained. I mean, again, all that can be faked, and I get that, and I understand that. But when you have, you know, family members of the parties involved coming up and saying, "Man, he came home and he was visibly shaken," and and I don't know what happened, but I just know he came home, he's visibly shaken. He says, "I got to be gone for three days," and I, you know, he's taking his stuff, and all this stuff's going on, and it's. Why, if it was a weather balloon, why would you be that upset? Right. All all of these astronauts, you know, then their family members or their friends or these people or these people say this and these people say this. Again, it could all be a hoax. But we're also coming from a time when that period of time in the U.S., I mean, honesty and core values and all of this was really America's foundation. I mean, nowadays you got Facebook and Twitter and, blah, 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 and everybody's throwing out and trolls and 
hackers and all this, but that was a time in America where, you know, your word was your word. True. And, and all of these stories just kind of came up. And the thing that I find interesting is everything that has to do with the moon, UFOs, us categorizing these things, all in 69. When did MUFON start? Yeah. May of 69. I mean, it, it, and that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. You add all this stuff up, and it just tells me that maybe some of this ain't so crazy. And then you start reading some more stuff, and then you start reading some more stuff, and then you have these deals. Now, I go and I watch these videos, and I find them extremely entertaining. I don't buy bite off on it all the time. Um, that one on Netflix is pretty neat. It's got some good stuff in there, and it's got some. Astro- it's got Edgar Mitchell in it talking about stuff. It's a pretty good little watch. But and I find that Google Images doesn't do it justice. The amount of photos that are out there. I mean, you really got to search all the engines. And yes, things, you do. And you can find, I mean, all these photos. And there are some that you look at and go, whatever. And then you look at some, and it's like, wow. The ones that I find really compelling are the ones done by amateur people that are just filming the moon today in real time that show these objects. It just blows my mind. And then one of the videos that I saw, saw, and I've seen this on one, it's on this moon video, but I've seen it on one other occasion, is actually it looks like an eclipsed moon rolling up to the sun and this big solar flare coming up and wrapping around this thing, and it sits there for a few hours and then it backs away. And then when it does, you can watch the solar flare like dissipate, like zap, and it goes away. And it's an obvious picture, but I've seen that, and that was supposedly an image captured by one of NASA's solar observatories or something like that, that somebody just happened to see and get a, it's like a live image deal or whatever. But I've seen it more than one occasion. Well, we pretty much know when a solar flare is going to happen. Even they knew back then. That's why the astronauts, that was another conspiracy theory that we couldn't have there because of the solar flares that were happening around well, that time. We know because of how long it takes something to get to right. us, and then when it occurs there that kind of stuff but anytime we had an astronaut out there around the moon and a solar flare we positioned the whole lunar module everything to where they would have the most barricade we put the fuel cell right between them because the fuel is a natural barrier right for the solar flare radiation so we have all that technology back then to do all this but like jeff's saying why aren't we there anymore i mean i don't know it's it's tough for me because i think you know we have these folks like Richard Branson. They're billionaires. They have all this money. If there was such a a thought process of there may be an alien life on the moon, wouldn't there be more people that had all this money trying to land on the moon? I can really get deep with you now. (laughs) Because if you really want to break off some conspiracy theories and you get into uh, the masonic things oh good lord we said we weren't going there yet well what i'm going at is is do you think that someone with his amount of power and and pull that has that capability may not have been approached by someone that says "Eh, we're not doing that and here's why yeah i could see that happening but there again if you have somebody that has that much money and that much drive for that they may go you know what forget it hang on a minute and this is where I'm going to take you on this one. Because <laughs> now I'm starting to get excited. <laughs> we quit going. What did we do? We sent a satellite around. In mm-hmm. how long is that? 16, 17, 89, 40 years yeah, 40 later, years. we sent a satellite around the moon. Now, Rob says we've crashed some stuff, and I, and, I, and I get all that, right? 
Who was the first people to go back to the moon? As far as manned? It, to put anything on the moon with intelligence. You, now you're talking robots. It would have been China. Everybody knows, and I don't, I mean, that old boy's throwed off. He don't care. I mean, he goes against Russia. He goes against China. He is, I mean, we're getting into political stuff now with that, but they're the first people to go back up there and defy. And this whole time, all this was happening. Every other major space agency was going, no, 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 no. Don't go back. Don't go back. And they're telling all of us, it could be a spy satellite. It could be this. It could be this. It could be this. But China goes back to the moon. We stopped going. So when you talk 73. That's that's our last thing was 73. And then Russia still kept going from 74, and then they took a break, <laughs> 76, still with the Luna. They were still with Luna. And then nothing else was sent there until 1990, and that was actually Japan. China didn't actually go. Before China, it was India. But what did what did Japan send? Two satellites, I guess, um, to orbit. Exactly. And then one crashed. Not confirmed, and then he sent another one, and this one was intentionally crashed. And then we sent something in 98. But what did it do? We intentionally crashed it. Okay. What was the first thing that landed on the moon? That was China's satellite. The China's rover. Okay, yeah, you're correct. So 2013. And so we've sent stuff up to go around it and do this kind of stuff, but the first thing that we've intentionally put back on there was China's rover against the judgment of the rest of the scientific community. And go back and research that. There was all kind of strife. I remember reading about it. I had already been well off into ancient alien stuff at this time. There was all kind of strife about them sending this thing back, to this satellite to the moon. But China didn't care. I mean, they don't, you know, yeah. care about anything like that. So, and then we said so something you, back. So when you talk about, well, if they got all this money, why wouldn't they do it anyway? Well, somebody did. Somebody that don't care. I think Richard Branson is a smart individual and got where he's at by... Being that way, right. I, I don't think that he's – if a government agency approached him and said, look, we're going to really piss off the wrong people if if we go back there. Okay, we tell China this. They don't care. They're going anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I do believe that's the whole story behind that because go back and read all of the drama behind the China Chinese. Well, they're even saying now that China doesn't have anything up there. They're saying that right now because of the pictures that this thing sent back. They're saying specifically one picture where it's taken like a 360 degrees. And once again, you don't see the stars, but that's not it. But they say in the corner, very corner of this picture, it's not pixelated. That everything was made up CGI. But you know what? Do you We've th- seen do you CGI think- movies. Hang on, though, <laughs> and, and I'll take you here. Do you think China is going to give us what they really have? I don't care if it's through an international agency. Do you think China is not going to edit if they don't want us to see something? Do you think that could be the possible reason behind those photos being changed? Could be. And here's the thing. I mean, just like the Nazis. I mean, it's known that the Nazis were researching UFO stuff. Well, I mean, yeah, because they were the first ones to build the rockets. Come then, on. They, yeah, they, and then the Glock and yep. all of that stuff. I mean, that's all known stuff. Do you think that if China didn't get some piece of information or know something that they wouldn't be like, hey, throw me in the fight. I'm going to find this out too. And if they caught something, do you think they wouldn't change this photo? Because, again, if even if it came through an international agency, do you think the Chinese government is going to say, just send them that photo and, you know, without us looking at it? You know what I mean? Right. True. So anyway, that's my theory on that. 
Okay. What you got, Jeff? You found something? No, no. I just, I don't know. I'm. And I, I may be incorrect. There may be a satellite that has gone and landed and done something, a probe or something. But I, I'm pretty sure the only, the next intelligent thing we put on the moon after we left there was the, uh, and maybe the Russians did have something else that went back there. But and think about this. It was the space race, right? Yes, it was. Russia sent Yuri into space. Mm-hmm. Did we not still go do that? We still sent somebody into space, right? Sure. Now, again, we still had the ultimate goal. We went to the moon. Why wouldn't 69? It's still in the middle of the Cold War. Why wouldn't Russia go ahead and say, I'm going to go there, too, just to prove you that I can do it, too? Yeah. Everybody stopped. I mean, they, like, laid down the stuff and went walked away. Uh, yeah, I'd have to do more research on that. I really don't know, but I just... Again, I think there there are videos of craft coming and going from the moon that supposedly, you know, from the backside of the moon is coming and going. Could be hoaxes. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't ever taken the videos and actually tried to debunk them by looking into the videos and things like that. But even if you look at them and some of these people that capture it, and there's this one guy that I was watching his videos, he says, I mean, I've captured hundreds of objects, but every one of them look like this. And they look like... A lunar orbiter. That's what it looks like. And it's, okay. and it's going down. Resupply mission. I mean, we send satellites up all the time. You know, rockets up all the time. Yeah, we send stuff up. Like I said, there's... I mean, if we're... You know, let me tell you what. I've been to Diego Garcia. I was there for, for way too long. Do you think if we launched rockets from... I mean, I know they don't do it there, but it's too small. We'd have seen this. So, but it's... um. Do you think if they launched something like that from out in the middle of thinking nowhere that anybody would see that? You know what I'm saying? I mean, true... We have the satellites that would see a launch right but now. But let's say it was a joint venture. Okay, but... But I mean, is our government going to tell us, hey, we just saw something launch, you know, that they sent up? No. And, that. and then do you think... Then we can get off into, you know, NOAA has got instruments that can measure this stuff. But do you think if our government is controlling this, they're going to... You know what I'm saying? There's, Well, what was the big program back in the early 70s and 80s? Star Wars. Star Wars. Is it, and it stopped because of over budget. Wait a minute. I mean, it just like Tom, somebody turned the switch <laughs> off. I get I'll go on that one too. Yeah. I got stuff on that one too. But anyway. And then if you look at the stuff that we launched to the moon and intentionally crashed there, like I said, there are 82 objects on the moon right now that we've sent there. How do we, if we go in in Iraq, mm-hmm. we've taken over an area, but we need to provide assistance. To the locals. Right. We need to send them food and medical supplies. What do we do? We throw it out of the back of an airplane. Yep. And it parachutes down. Mm-hmm. Are you following me? But what technology do we have for that? Are you saying it's, it's aliens? We, we, or... We've sent 80-something objects up and intentionally crashed them into the moon? So you think we're supplying the aliens now? No, maybe we're supplying ourselves. Oh, so it's us? Are so we sending ourselves? So you're saying that we may already have a team on... On the moon, and, that, and that's what that's, they're doing. That's if if Luna is real, my thoughts is that it's more than likely not a hostile. To me, if there was a hostile alien base, if you would on yeah, the, on there that's been there, that's been that built and that big, like who was saying earlier, ants. Yeah, you know, that was me. Yeah. We would have been squashed a long time ago. Well, that is true. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. To me, if it's anything, I have I've said this before okay. too. My my it's, theories on most UFO sightings are honestly. Government technology. So we're sending stuff. We're supplying ourselves a human base. Or sending instruments to complete the whole mission. Okay, or we keep sending instruments out there. But look at the guy that was that just came back for almost a year. We had to carry him. 
what the effects do you think would be on a human body on the moon for 40 years? That's also part of the international space agencies. Oh, so now we're sending people up to the international space agency, and then from there we're sending people to the no, moon. No, no, If we have international space agencies, it's monitoring for scientific experiments. Right. Okay. Do we have some sort of government facility there that may actually have even more technology than that? Okay. I mean, anti uh, the the gravitational stuff on Star Trek and all that kind of stuff yeah. are theories that are legitimate. Yes, they are. Okay. Dude, we didn't have microwave ovens when we sent that when we sent them to the moon. When did you first get a microwave oven? Because you keep bringing that up. I, I'm just, you know what I'm saying. I mean, we had them, but they were the size of cars. You know what I mean? They were big. They were huge. I, yes. Look at how technology just went. I mean, we take a computer that is a thousand times smaller. Y'all can't see me holding up my phone. I'm shaking it at Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my. For me to have sent my phone in space in 1969, it would have been the size of the Empire State Building. You know what I'm saying? Okay. All of a sudden, we have nanotechnology, all these sorts of things like that. It's another subject. Where'd we get that from? But yeah, anyway, I was afraid you were going to say Area 51 on this one. I, I'm not a big Area 51 fan. I think there's other stuff than that. But anyway, Area 51's a cover-up. But anyway. Okay. It's a, <laughs> it's a shield. But anyway. <laughs> May have been real at one time. But anyway, why don't we have the technology... To fly, I mean, we go into Aurora, all of those mm -hmm. projects. Why don't we have the technology to do something like that? But we still have, I mean. Who says we don't? We we have military. Here's the thing. Exactly. Going. Here's the thing. You talk about we had this guy up there. We had to carry off the thing. We have naval submarines that are capable of God knows what. Do you think we share that information with Noah to go out and study hurricanes? Some of it. Mm, yeah. Are you see where I'm going with that? Yeah. So we send somebody into space to monitor the effects of this. That's still there. He's doing a damn good job of that, obviously. Yeah. You know what I mean? But why can't we have other advanced technology? The government, the military. You think they're putting a limit on our technology? Possibly. Okay. Not, not necessarily a limit. They just don't. They haven't told us what they got yet. Kind of like the SR-71. Right. I mean, it was being developed and they haven't told us, you know. Or the stealth bombers, or see, I don't know. I I, I mean the U <laughs> the U two we just decommissioned what here last year or something like that. Wasn't that wasn't it's that final flight last year? The U two, yeah. Didn't I read that? Mm, that plane's been flying for bajillions of years and can go like eighty thousand feet, and it was built and like designed in like the early fifties. Well, the U two is nothing more than a glider with a rocket on it, right? What I where I'm going is though it was built. Yeah, it was designed sixty something years ago, and we just got through using it. Well, so was the C one thirty. What do you think we? We're developed? still using that sucker. What do you think we developed in two thousand that we got out there that nobody knows about? Well, two thousand ten. I mean, the Navy I would say tested the F thirty five technology. The Navy tested a stealth boat in San Diego Harbor for two years before it was ever spotted. Mm. I mean, that's proven. But anyway, uh, I don't know. I know I'm getting way out there for y'all. Y'all no, are looking no, at me I like think, I'm an idiot. I think but. for me, I believe that we landed on the moon. Yes. I do believe we landed on the moon. I think we as a society had other factors such as financial and other things that we determined that the moon was not as important Efficient. to us as we thought. So now they go to, to other things such as unmanned 
the International Space Station because, I mean, you think about unmanned, just like with our aircraft. Well, see, you know, we you you spend the money and you you send people up to orbit into the moon, and you have the potential for loss of life. You send an unmanned craft, just like we do with our with our military drones. aircraft. We don't have to worry about having that pilot in. We have someone sitting back in a room flying a plane, doing what it needs to do. It comes home. You don't have the chance of losing that life. You're right. We have that technology now. Right. How long have we had it? Well, as you've said, and I believe, you, our technology that we have today has probably been in the works for 15 to 20 years. Mm-hmm. So... I'm just giving you my take that I believe that, yes, there could be something on the moon, but I don't believe it has told us we shouldn't come back to the moon for whatever reason. See, and, and, I, and I don't either. I think, again, it's, I think it's – if Luna exists, I don't think it's hostile alien. I think that – Okay, if you say Luna exists, like you just said, 2008, we just had that satellite go and take all these pictures to map – there the are multiple, side. multiple people that have come out and said, I was an engineer, I was a software engineer that my job was to airbrush out the photos. Really? Yes. I haven't heard that one. I mean, I, you can, right now, if you search for that on Google, you will find multiple, multiple people says that there's, there's two that worked in the same office that came out and said, yeah, I worked for him. He worked for me. This is, we, that's what we did. That was our job. We we airbrushed the photos and we were told not to talk about it. It was a ten thousand dollar fine, ten years in jail. Da, 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 da. Hmm. But do you think maybe they're saying that to just keep a conspiracy theory going? You are very correct. It, it's possible. I mean, it's it's always possible. But they're not the only people that said it. Then you have a CIA officer that comes out and says, "Yeah, yeah that's true. this is happening." Two totally different sides. This is happening over here. Then right. you got, you know, the grandmother of. Billy's aunt's uncle that comes out and says, you know, well, when this was going on, I mean, you see what I'm saying? It's all these pieces that come together that say, wait a minute. But see, for me, the thing, when we first started this conversation tonight, it was kind of like, well, I don't know how I'm going to fit into all of this. But now it's kind of come full circle because if you go back to not just the moon piece of it, but go back to what we do, we're paranormal investigators. I mean, we have to piece together information yes. and do different things. And people are do trying to do this with this whole dark side of it. Exactly. But who's to say that what they're finding is not true? Maybe it, it, maybe it is. And you're very correct. And, and here's my thoughts, and I've said this before too. You have skeptics out there that will always say, well, this could be this or this could be this. Then you have the people that when you have a real conspiracy on things that will – manipulate the truth even fake stories to make people so fake that people are like whatever this guy's nuts one guy that's just making up a story to keep it going and then the guy that is across the street that says a story that's real but now you have this information that you can't decipher out and figure out what's on there well so all you're left to do is to come up with your own opinion well and, that, and that's exactly what i was going to say that's where we as people have to Find out all the information. Get as much information about a certain topic mm-hmm. that we can. I, and then we're going to have to come up with our own theory. And yeah. that's why I tell people, go right now, go to YouTube, go search Google, go search Yahoo, go search whatever, and start looking. That website that you brought up before, 
Paranormal News? Uh, no, the um, the one with all the documents. Oh. The released government documents. Tons of pages yes. that talks about that it. That is true. That is true. Yeah. And and then you have a witness that comes up and says, yeah, that was my uncle that worked there that did this. You know what I mean? There, there's so much stuff. I can't tell you if you know Uncle Susie was telling the truth, but I can say that I have six stories that point in this direction. So my conclusion is, is it is possible. I didn't say it was truth. It is possible that this was what happened. Yeah. And that's how I develop my thing. I, I don't think that I think that if it is a joint, if there is a base there, it's either some military, some sort of community like that, or it's a joint venture between I, extraterrestrials and us. I want to ask you guys a question. Why do you think that the government would want to hide something like that? Fear. Yeah, definitely fear. I I believe wholeheartedly fear on that one. Since 1947, back in 1947 when Roswell happened, right? Well, even before Roswell. Well, yeah. yeah. War of the Worlds. I mean, all yeah. of these things happened. People panicked when they thought that little green men were real. Exactly. And so when Roswell came out, the Air Force issued this statement that says, we found aliens. What happened? You don't hear about Panic. this much. Panic started. People were like, oh, and newspapers started publishing it, mm -hmm. and it started running rampant across the country. Yes. As soon as the military realized that, they redacted that. Oh, it was a weather balloon. You know, of course, there was more statements than that. That's not what happened. I mean, it was a day's process that this happened. But they started backing out of it. Now, what do you think would happen if the most if the Vulcans came, and I'll <laughs> laugh about that, and landed on the lawn at the White House? Most peaceful, peaceful civilization of aliens that there is landed on the White House. I guarantee you we would have civil unrest. Stock markets would crash. The world would well, go to crap. In a well, yeah. well, before that, if you look. And now they've carried on the lie. They have no other choice but to keep it going. And, and here's the thing. We can get really far-fetched. If an alien, if we have an agreement, and this is one of the theories out there, is that we have an agreement we have some of their people. They have some of our people. We each do studies on each other, and that's what the whole cattle mutilation and the abductions are. Is are you going back to Bermuda? We 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 <laughs> let people. No, we let people. We let the aliens take people and and do experiments. So, if civilization found out that our government was letting aliens abduct some of us to go study, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I've, I've got my thought and fear would be the same thing. I just wanted to see yeah, what I, you guys I, I wholeheartedly believe it would be fear because look at every single alien movie we got. And, and, What's coming to happen? And you could go They're off coming here. to destroy right. us. Yeah, right. Maybe there's one coming to destroy us and one trying to save us. We're working with the one trying to save us. And then you have we don't want anybody to know about anything because – Nobody's going to know who to, you know. And see, that's my biggest fear. If we do have some advanced civilization coming down here to just, like the Vulcans. you got to pray that they're Vulcans. Because what are we going to do as a species? We've seen it in every single movie. That's our mindset right, right. now. We're going to blow it out of the sky. Mm -hmm. We're going to take first action because they're coming to destroy us. You Yeah. Again, I think that I really So, yeah, I think it's fear. Yeah. Okay. I really do. I believe we've made contact at some point. Do you think we've got contact somewhere? I, I do. There's another story that happened here in Texas, and we'll get off on that sometime. But I know we got to start getting ready to wrap. But we went way. <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> we Sorry, always guys. do that. This we was always an do hour that. long projected show. We should have. But, but this was good. This is what I, I wanted right here. Was this this open banter between us? I've always liked these kind of shows. 
But there's another story that happened here in Texas of the one that happened in the well down in, uh, I can't think of the name of it right now. It's just up the road here. Oh, I, I'm, the one that hit the windmill and like crashed and they buried the stuff in the well. It's just a, it's down there by I twenty. That is a new one on me. I haven't heard that one. I'll have to you'll, I'll you'll have to research that one. But um, yeah, I'll I'll definitely have to go and research that one because I have no clue on that one. But this was a good topic. I I really enjoyed this one. I don't think we uh we have a actual scheduled topic next week. We'll post on. No, it. we we actually don't have a scheduled topic unless I mean you have a topic you'd like to discuss, Jeff. Anything? Well, I unfortunately I won't be here next week. Uh, I'm going to be out of town, so it will be just you guys. It's going to be us again, isn't it? But but maybe we need to go back to more of a paranormal, par, like more a of ghost. ghosts or something like okay. that. Okay, all right. Um, uh, probably find a haunted place. Talk about that, maybe. We'll post it on our Facebook page so you guys know what we're going to talk about. Yeah, there we go. So tonight's episode, really good. Bantering, if you would, discussion. Uh, talked about uh, the conspiracy theories of the moons and how people say that we didn't do go there and how we can, how we decided to, you know, say, yeah, we did. And we came up with the expert that can debunk all those. And then the far side of the moon led it into the lunar base. And then it got to me rambling on and on. <laughs> but no, it was a good rambling because we. We got that out there, and we wanted to do a show about the moon and everything and UFOs, and you got your UFO one. Uh, I can't wait till when we talk about the one that, you know, we keep saying we're going to do, because that's one of my big ones, Atlantis, but Atlantis. I ain't talking about I ain't talking about Atlantis right now. No, not yet. Yeah. Uh, I'm, that's going to be further on down the road for me. Yeah, I want to prepare well for that one. This so do I. Because I've got too many trains of thoughts going off in the wrong directions. But I'd like to say thank you to you guys that are out there that's uh, finding us out on our different sites. Remember, you can find us on sites such as Facebook at Military Paranormal, all one word. And you can also find us on our own website, militaryparanormal.com. Find us on our forum. Make sure you like us or, our, or subscribe to that and, and comment on there. And make sure you guys leave us a message. Let us know what you thought about tonight's show. If you have your own theory about what Luna is, Come out and give us a give us an email at radio show at militaryparanormal dot com. Yep. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, y'all have a good night, and uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Good night. Good night. I don't. Do I want to know what time it is?